Hi, this is Mark from The Third Mike. And this is Justin from The Third Mike. And you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Coming to you from the 15th floor of Alani Disney Resort and Spa in Koalina, Hawaii. With the sounds of the Aloyo Room from below, you're listening to the Magic Our Way Podcast with your hosts, Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. Enjoy. Mahalo. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. You are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. www.magicourway.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. I am Danny, man. I didn't think you were going to be able to hold that. It sounded like you were going to lose it, but you you were a champ, man. You hey, played thanks. through. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I had started getting the gurgle in my throat. You know, <laughs> and I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> post-nasal drip. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, a little thought, bit of post-nasal happening. thought you were going horse. Yeah, it's almost all like that. I was I'm getting really into the character, man. <laughs> I got my, my, my face on. Let's go. And of course, that voice you just heard is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Good. Vroom, vroom, vroom. M-O-W in the room. How we doing? <laughs> we nice and dry so far. So far, so good. So far, so good, man. And of course, Lee's not here currently for the intros, but you will hear Lee shortly. Magical Moments Vacations. You definitely check him out. He's a little busy at the moment, you know, yes. still dealing with things with Harvey and everything else. So um, uh, he'll, but he'll join us. He recorded something uh, much earlier. And of course, just like I said, we have a great topic for you today. We're trying something different. One of our listeners, you know, made a comment on our movie reviews and he was like, um, yeah, you know, it's, I always have to delay listening to y'all show when y'all do a movie because I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> um, so maybe y'all wait a couple weeks, you know, until we, everybody has a chance to see it. Um, and then, you know, you can come back and uh, we, we can kind of discuss it together like friends because how, that's how he kind of views our shows, like a discussion amongst friends about the movie. Yes. So the movie we're talking about is Cars 3. And I hope by now everybody's seen Cars 3. I've seen it. Danny, you've seen it? I've seen it. Eli, you've seen it? Nope. That's okay. <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> no, that's good. That's okay. I haven't uh, seen Spider-Man Homecoming either. Yeah, I know. I haven't seen that either. I'm a little no. behind. What's going on? I don't know. I want to see that. I'm waiting for the Blu-ray. We'll talk about that. We're gonna do a review of that with like two years from now. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and it, yeah, and everybody should have seen it by now. But so what's gonna happen is that Lee uh, took it upon himself to do a movie review with himself and the Hurchers, a couple of our Moicans, good people. Yeah, the Mister Anonymous and I guess Mrs. Anonymous. Yeah, they came on the show, and those three are gonna talk about Cars Three. So join them. Listen to them. Check out their analysis to see what you think. Do you agree or disagree? We'd love to hear your opinions. Of course, all opinions are welcome in the Magic Hour podcast. So get in touch with us today. Show at MagicRoyer.com. So, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right. So, yes, today we are uh, talking with the Hertchers. Richard and Rochelle, Rachel, Rochelle, 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 
Michelle, there you go. <laughs> Who, uh, we were, uh, I noticed on Facebook, they were watching, they were at the theater watching Cars 3, and um, I had just seen it not too long ago, and Kevin's on vacation this week, and Danny's on vacation this week, and technically I'm on vacation this week, so we really didn't have a show put together, when we were just going to do like a best of or something, so I messaged uh, Mr. Mononymous and said, hey, you guys want to do uh, a review of Cars 3, and so that's where we're at now, so... Um, so let's uh, just get into it. Um, now, I saw it a couple weeks ago when it came out. Um, the weekend it came out, we had gone to the drive-in. It was my daughter's uh, 17th birthday. She wanted to invite some friends. We went to the drive-in, saw Cars 3 and Pirates. Um, and so it was a pretty good show, doubleheader, for like 8 bucks for two movies. Not too bad. Um, so just to refresh myself, I went ahead and watched it again last night with my friend Cody. And uh, just to kind of, you know, refresh my memory a little bit. And then you guys just saw it this week or last week? Uh, yeah, last weekend. Last mm-hmm. mon- Monday, the third. Oh, third, yeah. Okay, cool. So how did the kids like it, first of all? Let's start there. <laughs> uh, so we brought two kids with us. We had our six-year-old Lillian, and um, uh, we also had our uh, 10-month-old Violet. This was actually uh, kind of an early birthday present for, uh, for Lillian to go, uh, go out yeah. to see the movie. I didn't hear any complaints from Lillian, but I don't uh-huh. think she actually came home and did a whole lot a week later talking about it. But we went out to uh, Toys R Us the next day, and when she saw the uh, some some little stuffed animal things uh, for uh, uh, Lightning McQueen and Mater and the new one, uh, Cruz, uh, she, she made sure that those got put in her, uh, her birthday basket. Okay, cool. So she liked it enough to want some toys. Yep. <laughs> Disney wins. Um, no, she said she liked it. She she was excited. Cruise one was, yep. but I I think a lot of the the other themes were maybe a little bit over her head mm-hmm. at six. But yeah, that's what Violet thinks about. Yeah, Violet's going to help us review the movie too today. <laughs> She's going to put her two cents in. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, just this, let's just jump into it. Just initial thoughts, overall general view of the movie, what you thought. You know, scale of one to ten. You know, two cokes up or two cokes down. However, whatever the rating you want to give it. Um, I I didn't think it was my favorite uh, Pixar movie, and I think the sequels uh, of any of the movies have a have a hard hill to climb with that because um, they got to fight with being a sequel. But. Yeah. Uh, uh, did, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was a fun movie. I didn't think you could really enjoy it if you hadn't seen the first one. But I haven't yeah. seen the second one, and I enjoyed the movie. So if, if that's what they were going for, they really won there. Uh, I'd yeah. easily say uh, at least one thumb up. I, 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 I'm definitely going to put it in the movie library when it comes out on home video. Uh, if I hadn't seen it in the theater, I don't think I would have cried. Uh, and, been, and thought I missed out on a, on a life opportunity, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I think for a family movie, it was, it was a good thing to have. And it, uh, you know, the, and the familiar characters, uh, they, they try to bring in just a little bit of new stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, a lot of new stuff, and try to get a little bit of the old stuff. Um, but there was definitely some themes from the first movie that if you didn't see it, you weren't going to really latch onto this movie. I would not disagree with that. Um, my general overview was. It was a hundred times better than Cars Two, but that's kind of faint praise. Uh, you know, Cars Two is probably it, it's a it's a Pixar movie that you don't need to see. There's no there's no pointing it. There's no there's no point in it. There's no real you know lasting value to it. Um, in my opinion, it's probably one of the least favorite 
uh, Pixar movies I've ever seen was Cars 2. Cars 1, on the other hand, was, it's, I would say, probably in my top 10 Disney movies. Probably, definitely top 5 as far as Pixar goes. It's going to be hard to live up to that. So, you know, in between one of the best Pixar movies, in my opinion, and one of the worst Pixar movies, in my opinion, is where this one slides into. So it was definitely, um, you know, I, I think I always judge it by, did I feel like I got my money's worth at the movies? Can you wait for it to come on DVD? Uh, can you wait for it to come to Redbox? You know, or do you wait for it to come on, you know, national TV one day eventually? And, you know, um, I would say like, I, like Richard said, I would, it wouldn't hurt my feelings if I didn't see it at the theater, if I just had to wait for it to come out on DVD. I think we'll probably will add it to our collection eventually when it comes out. I mean, my kid liked it enough. Uh, he sat down with me, you know, last night and watched it and, you know, really enjoyed it. You know, he likes the original Cars a lot, so he definitely enjoyed this one as well. So, so just as a general overview, I'd say it's, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be blown away by Cars 3 for sure. If you got kids that like Cars 1, go see it. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I don't know. I mean, I would honestly, I'd be mad if I didn't pay the matinee price to see it in the theater. <laughs> okay, that's fair too. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I paid basically four dollars to see it because we saw two movies at the drive-in. Yeah, there's not many. There's not many movies that to me are worthy of the not matinee price, and this definitely right. was not worth the uh, not matinee price. <laughs> yeah, if you're trying to do Disney on a budget right now. Um, Netflix is has a contract where uh, everything is coming out in the theaters about three to six months after it hits the DVD market, you're going to have it on Netflix. So if you're right. really saying, I'm not sure I wanted to pay for this, I'm not sure if I wanted to, to, to buy it or even pay the $2 to rent it from Redbox, uh, if you're already on <laughs> Netflix, that's going to be something you're probably going to be seeing right around Christmas this year. So that's another way sure. you can go ahead and see it if you're just like, I'm not really a huge fan of cars. I would honestly say, though, if I was doing a marathon, I was watching Cars 1 and Cars 3, um, whether I watched Cars 2 or not, um, I would say that uh, Cars 3, because it, 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 it's such an extension of Cars one, uh, the first Cars movie, mm-hmm. um, it makes it better. I, I, I would say if you were going to sit down for four hours and watch cartoons, that would not be a bad way to go. Um, I think right. you're going to get a good story that follows some great character arcs all the way from point A to point B. And it's going to do the real Pixar motion thing. You know, there's going to be some points where you might get teared up, um, and, and you're watching animat- uh, you know, I'm sorry, animated cars uh, bounce into walls at the same time. It's uh, they, they pull that off. <laughs> See, I didn't get the t- the Pixar tear up in this movie. Uh, not at all. Not at all. Well, <laughs> and I didn't get it at all in this movie. I'm, and I always cry in the Pixar movie, but this one, I did. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, spoiler alert: Doc died. And Paul Newman passed away in 2008, I believe, two years after the first right. movie came out. So they wanted to have that uh, emotional connection between Lightning and Doc, and so they use a lot of uh, flashbacks. And I got a little choked up about that. Um, I, I, I wasn't crying at that one. I've cried in a lot of Pixar and Disney movies. But that one I was like, okay, you know, that, that's some heartstrings, and I really love that they kind of pulled that together. Definitely kept it human. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, like, I, I didn't even get even, not even, like, a little misty-eyed. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I get it, you know, you know, Doc's passed away, and et cetera, et cetera, but, and, you know, it's almost, and I'm sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if Doc, if, if Paul Newman had not passed away, they would have just put him in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because this other character, Smokey, you know, basically that's, 
the only purpose he serves is to replace Doc, and that's it. You know, so I mean, there are you know, like I said, because he is passed away, they can tie that in. They can show those flashback scenes. Um, you know, when he takes him, when Smokey takes him out to the garage and shows him all the clippings and you know all that stuff that's supposed to say, you know, and tells him, no, this was the best part of his life. Not racing wasn't Doc's best part of his life, but coaching you and you know, you know, and that kind of stuff was the best part of his life. I mean, it was nice, but again, I, I didn't even get not even a little bit of you know misty at all. <laughs> No onions being chopped at this movie. Well, I mean, going back to uh, to Smokey, that uh, the Smokey character kind of fits the, the. I mean, this whole movie winds up being about what happens to old athletes, and sure. uh, you're seeing the transition from you're the rookie in the first movie into uh, you're retiring in the last movie, and what happens after you're done being out in the field and you're becoming a manager. And Smokey gets gives uh, lightning the bridge to go ahead and get from point A to point B uh, with that. But there's you're, you're you're not wrong that they could have just dropped that character entirely with all the other stuff that was going on. If um, Lightning had found like the memoirs of Doc, they didn't really need that if they were trying to cut time. But they, they put they, they put some effort into it, and I, it wasn't a waste of, of screen by any means with that. It was fun, right? No, uh, that's a good point too. That you know, I mean, this could have very easily been uh, Lightning McQueen retires. He runs into this particular person that he wants to tr- that he sees something in, trains her. And she becomes a champion, and that would just be a regular, you know, a, a plausible storyline. I almost felt like it didn't make sense that he came back so soon. You know, he crashed, and then two, what, three months later, he's back in it. It seemed like it would have been better to like have more time go by, and he is much older in life. Maybe I, I don't know. Just kind of grasping for straws there to to make it more exciting movie. But I think they just had a lot of stuff in there that didn't need to be there. But I mean, really, the the big uh, big showpiece for uh, for this movie, I think, is the uh, the new character, uh, Cruz Ramirez. Yeah, yeah, Cruz Ramirez. Yay! <laughs> Which you know, for what it's worth, you know, there was really no one quote unquote famous in this movie. No, um, there was Owen Wilson, and that was it. You know, Cruz Ramirez is you know I'm looking on the IMDb IMDb page and. She's. I've never seen her in anything. Don't know. Have any idea who she is? Chris Cooper, who plays Smokey, is one of those characters that you're going to notice him on. If you see his face on screen, you're going to know. Oh, that guy. But again, not anyone that's a recognizable name. Um, Bonnie Hunt and what's his name? Uh, Larry the Cable Guy. That's about it. But they're yeah, yeah, so and small. they were very limited. Yeah, well, they were I very really limited. Enjoyed um, uh, Nathan Fillion as um, Sterling. Every time mm-hmm. he was going that. Oh yeah, we're gonna do this, and you're gonna be making me a lot of money. And thanks for coming back. I'm your biggest fan. I I enjoyed that um, that, that that little character aside, but he is a character actor. He's small potatoes. If you don't yeah. know who he is, you will not care that he's in that movie. Exactly. And even the, the you know the main uh, antagonist, or is it protagonist? I'm not. I never know what to say there. But uh, the Jackson Storm character. I don't know if any idea who this person is, although he's got the coolest name ever, Army Hammer. I wish his parents would name Army. Oh, God, that's a stage Armin. name and not his real name because I want to beat his mother. Uh, they should have named him Armin Hammer. Uh, but <laughs> no, that is his real name, Armand, A-R-A-M-D, Douglas Hammer, like Armand Hammer. Really? Like, why would you name your kid that Armand Hammer? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm holding one of my big quilting rulers right now, and I want to spank his mother with it. <laughs> his name is Armin Hammer. 
baking soda. Oh my god! And then that's it. I mean, you, you know, you've still got you know, like you said, Bonnie Hunt comes back. Luigi, who is Tony, however you say his name, Shalhub, Shalub, which is Monk. And again, he's really not even that big of a deal. Uh, Bob Costas is back, of course. And that's it, right? I mean, yeah, they couldn't get George Carlin back anymore. No, George Carlin is gone as well. Which whoever they did his voice with did an okay job, but he didn't have you know much of a part in it. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, they were kind of just leaving out, you know, the old characters. Wasn't Cheech Martin showing up in there? Cheech Moran was in it, too, as well. Um, he's, uh, what's the, the character's name? I forget. But he's the, the guy that does all the paint, right? The, the old characters who are not just for, um, for the new movie. I mean, even uh, Mater, Larry the Cable Guy, he gets, like, a couple of scenes where he's not in the whole movie. So some of the fan favorites, if you love the old one, are just kind of given just a little bit of... Um, yeah, they're still here. They're not going away. They're waiting for uh, uh, for lightning to come back from the races while they're running around in Radiator Springs. Which, you know, personally, I didn't have a real big problem with. I think there was a little too much Mater in Cars 2. Uh, so maybe they were trying to, you know, trim that back a little bit and, and not have too much Mater in there. You know, I think Mater is good in small doses. So I think for this movie, I think that was probably about right. So Absolutely. Um, absolutely. That, yeah. And that's one of the things about sequelitis. You have these mm-hmm. things that people expect to see from the old ones, and they give it to you just uh, just that flavor without losing the story for the new one. Like I said, that's that, in my opinion, is what why it'd be a one thumb up as opposed to just pass. Yeah, um, let's just kind of go from the beginning and kind of go through the movie, and you know, like we usually do, just kind of go from point A to point B. So you know, it starts off with Lightning McQueen is you know still in the, in the circuit. He's racing. He's winning you know, so on and so forth, and he's, you know, they're, they're showing this one particular race, and then right at the last minute, he gets passed up by this newcomer, uh, Storm. Jackson Storm? I think so. Yes, Jackson Storm. Okay. So he gets passed up by this newcomer, Jackson Storm, and that's kind of where the movie starts, you know, and as you said, they're, they're showing this transition where the old cars, now there's the new cars with the new technology and, you know, all that stuff, and as you start to see for the next few minutes uh, of the movie, all these new cars start to show up. All they're talking about on the sports shows is, you know, this new technology and how they're, you know, the wind drag and the this and the that and the, the tires and, you know, how they're using all this technology to be faster, you know, and to win. And as that happens, all these older cars, all of uh, Lightning McQueen's friends, so to speak, and, you know, the people he's been racing with all these years are starting to drop out. You know, they're, either their companies are dropping them or they're just retiring to where he's basically the last one. And then from there, you know, it sets up the scene where everyone, which everyone saw in the trailer, where he has his crash. And this turns out to be more of a non-event than I thought it was going to be. You know, um, I thought it was going to be this, you know, this big thing where, you know, he's laid up for on the on his deathbed or you know, something like that. And, you know, basically just ends up, he's a little banged up, gets some, uh, he gets, get some primer, get some Bondo. And then he just, you know, is basically living in this barn for four months until Sally comes to, uh, to talk him out of it. And, uh, from there, then it's just a matter of him coming back. Right. So that whole scene, as you had said, is just to set up this, this plot line of, you know, the old out with the old in with the new, you know, things like that. And then from there, you know, now he's decided he's going to go ahead and, you know, give this thing one last shot. He wants to he wants to win. He wants to still race, but he knows he's got to do something different. So that's when we end up with the new owner, which is um, 
Sterling. Sterling, exactly. So he comes back, and he's still with the uh, the Dy- is it Dynamo? Not Dynamo. What's the other team? Well, no, Rusties. 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 Yeah, yeah he's the, still with Rusties. The Rusties guys and, sold the company to uh, Sterling. Yes, and he made mud flaps. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but but Rusties made bumper cream. So now now right. Sterling has this billion dollar empire where he's try where he's selling all this different car stuff. And uh, the click and clack guys from Car Talk are uh, are, are turning are turning over the uh, to the new new fresh uh, fresh talent over there. So that you have that running theme that everything's changing, everything's gonna uh, gonna become new. Right. And he's got this big state of the art facility, of course, and it's all big and shiny and you know very cool and all this stuff. And this is where we get introduced to um, to Cruz Ramirez. So let's start with her. Let's talk about her a little bit. What did you guys think about the character itself? Um, you know, the purpose of her being there, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, you. you, you. <laughs> okay. So I have a thing against perky people. So she annoyed the <laughs> <out of> me. <laughs> um, <laughs> these eternally optimistic people who are always perky and always happy irritate the <laughs> out of me in real life. So I didn't really love the character so much. Um, and right. the fact that she called Lightning McQueen old when he's most certainly younger than I am. <laughs> Uh, also irritated the crap out of me. I get the joke, but um, right. I was like, he's not really all that old, but okay. Yeah, and that's the thing, like I said earlier, it's like, uh, this would have made more sense if he had gone like years without racing. You know, he just went like a couple months. I mean, <laughs> like, of course, he, he flipped himself and, you know, basically, you know, has rebuilt his whole body. A couple months is nothing. But at the same know? time, I mean, A, he's an athlete, and mm-hmm. athletes have that stigma. And it's been twenty years. No, I'm sorry, about ten years since the mm. since, since cars came out. So yeah. that, that definitely takes you from being new, fresh, young to you're experienced and mature. But I'm sorry, Serena Williams will still kick most people's ass, and she's been in the sport for <laughs> twenty years now. She's better. Venus and Serena are better twenty years later than they were when they were young kids. Bull- but there's a cultural <laughs> concept that this this is what's going on, and they played that. And you're right; they didn't they didn't move very fast um, uh, from from the age point. Uh, the, the actor is still was sounding just like he did in the first Cars movie. But I mean, the big thing is they uh, you know they've got the new cars that are all this new generation of cars, and they're the ones who are uh, you know, kicking butt and taking names. They're driving ten miles an hour faster than Lightning ever drove. Um, so that's, that's, you know, the, the story behind it, but you're right. It, it, it doesn't, um, they, they don't push it hard enough to really, really make it believable the way that they want it and wanted to have it in the movie. I mean, I think you can certainly see sort of the parallel between lightning 10 years ago when he was the rookie and he had this new body style compared to what's his name? The guy with the mustache. Um, Chick Hicks? Yes. You can see that comparison of what lightning did to him as compared to, sure. Uh, what's happening now, you can you can get see it. But I feel like, first of all, Lightning McQueen got all this damn body work done. They couldn't change his body style to be the new, lower, more aerodynamic body style. Uh, that that doesn't make sense to me. If You can just rebuild him. Right. We he, have the technology. I mean, he got in a crash. Why didn't you just rebuild him to be what 
<laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> that I yes. don't understand. You, they, I mean, they literally had to reconstruct him. Why didn't they reconstruct him to the lower, more aerodynamic body style and add some of the new tech in there? I do, this does not make sense to well, me. Well, I mean, it, the problem for that is you lose the audience. Um, this is still a human um, story, even though, have, even though you have, even though you have, you know, an, uh, anamorphic cars. <laughs> if you disconnect that, you suddenly, instead of having the story of the aging athlete, you have the bionic man. And that's not a story that you're going to have race car fans connecting with the same Okay, way. but race car fans are used to Dale Earnhardt. How old was Dale when he when he passed away? He was old. But his mm-hmm. son was the big name on the track. No, he wasn't yet. Junior wasn't. See, I, okay, we're not in the South, so all of you NASCAR fans in the South, please forgive us if we're if we're wrong. If I, because I, I don't know. Yeah, we need to grab uh, Lisa Monday and get her on here. And, I don't, I don't know. I just and set us straight about all the NASCAR facts. Um, but I feel like if we're if we're making the human equivalent, some of the older drivers do better in the long run because they have more experience and they just get a new car. That's all it is. Well, that's the problem. Lightning's going to be replaced with the new car. Right. No, I get what you're saying because, yes, I mean, the driver themselves, but in this movie, of course, in this universe, there's no drivers. It's just the cars. Right. So then the cars have to drive themselves. So, you know, they're only as good as themselves. Because my assumption um, is, is that his his engine, so what makes him him, is still hmm. as it's still as powerful as the new engines. They're just, their body style is lower. They're a little bit more aerodynamic. So maybe they're a little bit more efficient. Right. But the body is what made the difference between him and, and the new guy. So why not just rebuild his body when he got in the accident? And I just trimmed the fat a little. <laughs> but, you know, going back to Cruz, um, that's my biggest, I think, issue with this movie is I really didn't care about her. And you have to care about her because she is basically you know, the hero of the movie when it's all said and done. She's she's more of the center of the movie than, than Lightning even is, um, you know, when it comes down to about halfway through the movie. Um, so if you don't care about her and you don't care what happens to her or her backstory, um, you know, there's a point in the movie where she talks about how she wanted to be a racer, you know, and, you know, I got up in the morning and blah, 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 blah. But it never culminated in anything. <laughs> it was just like, but I figured out I just sucked. Yeah. So <laughs> they didn't hook us at all with that one. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, our our six year old. Well, she was still five when we saw the movie. She was a day short of six. Loved her and is mm-hmm. connected to her. And it's, and it could possibly be because yellow is her favorite color. So let's let's uh, okay preface that. Um, but it's also the excitement build from this is somebody who's new and uh, they're, they're, everybody roots for the underdog. And that's where sure. uh, Cruz comes in from at the end of the movie where she's, okay, she's transitioning from the, well, I couldn't be the trainer. I want to be the racer. It's her first race. You know, she's not experienced with it. And, you know, there's, there's a little bit of rah-rah there that a lot of people can get behind. Yeah, I think so. Eventually, at the end of the movie, of course, you, you're going to root for her because you have to. She's in the, she's in the driver's seat. And, you know, Ray, uh, Lightning has already told you this is going to be um, what we're going to do here, and this is who you're going to root for. So you have no choice but to root for her. But but earlier in the movie, like I really didn't care for her at all. I didn't. Her character didn't do anything. Even like um, you know, in Cars One, you wonder what happened with Sally. How did she end up where she is? You know, how did she get? Why is she in this little small town by herself? You know, things like that. But when with with Cruz, you just don't have that that connection. Right, and when it, and when you get the backstory, it's forced. Um, but it could have been worse. They could have done like the whole Sally music montage, and you know, make you feel like oh, she was abandoned, and you know, she missed out on her greatest opportunity, and 
again would have also been forced. So you know, the question yeah. becomes, how do you move the story forward with where you need to go? And some of it you got to run right over because that's not the focus. Lightning McQueen's still the focus. Uh, Cruz is, is a supporting character in the show. Yeah, but she ends up being not the main character, but she be, she ends up being the focus of the movie at the end. So again, I just I did I just never really connected with her, her backstory, and I think that's I think that's the theme of you know my review of this movie is that I really didn't have any connection with the characters. It just even even Lightning McQueen. Uh, I don't know if it's just the writing or you know the flow of the movie or whatever. He just didn't really do anything for me uh in the movie itself it just was like when i saw the original cars he was lightning mcqueen when i saw this cars he was he was just the actor you know i kept seeing the actor's face i kept seeing um you know i didn't see him as lightning mcqueen i saw him as owen wilson if that makes sense yeah and i i as a teacher resented the uh, implication that when you can't do it anymore or or those who can't teach that that drives me nuts because often you have to you have to know it better and do it better than anyone else to be the teacher right i mean that's that's why i can't i can't race anymore so i'm gonna teach yeah i mean it makes more sense when you've got someone like lightning mcqueen or someone like Smokey who's done it who was successful at it who knows the ins and outs who knows the uh the the uh the mojo you know all that kind of stuff to teach someone those tricks as opposed to someone that's like, I don't know how to drive on the beach. <laughs> I don't know what I I'm can't. doing here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just in really and, good shape. Yeah. I mean, especially like even when Lightning says, you know, I wasted my time here. I wasted my time here. You know, we were at this facility and you didn't do anything for me where I was in this beach. And we, you know, and I'm still so it's like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about this movie. Like, <laughs> I was like, you had all this cool stuff you could have done at the facility and nothing. You got on the. The simulator and broke it. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, of course, she wants to do the old man, you know, exercises and, you know, stuff like that. So, all right. So we got Cruz now. We've met her. She's going to be his trainer now. Uh, at some point um, during all this training, the owner realizes that Lightning McQueen is not going to win this race. Um, you know, the training they brought him in to do, uh, the simulators, all that stuff, it's not making them any better. So he approaches Lightning and he's like, look. You know, you've had your glory days. You've had your your moment in the sun. Why don't you just relax, retire, leave on a high note, sell some bumper uh, mud flaps, and let's be done with it. Um, which, of course, Lightning is not too happy about. And then, then, you know, he has to go through the whole scene of, you know, well, you know, I believe in this and this and this, and I'm going to do this and this. And so they agree that he will do one more race and that if he loses, that he'll retire. And so now Lightning wants to do, you know, things on his own, but... The owner doesn't want to have him on his own, so he sends Cruz along with him. And that's where we end up on the beach scene and these other scenes where, you know, he's trying to basically beat the time of uh, Jackson Storm. So we do what? Uh, He doesn't want to get on the treadmill. He doesn't want to do any of that stuff. And so, you know, again, it's like the whole beach scene. I mean, it was really just a throwaway scene. Because the whole point is to get to Smokey. Well, it's it's a com it's a comedy moment because you're seeing Cruz uh, um, realize she really doesn't know what she's doing in the facility. She's got all this confidence, and then when mm-hmm. she gets out there, you realize oh, she isn't as confident as she is when she's outside of her immediate element. She even brings along a mini treadmill for her to watch and do all this stuff out on the beach, and oh. McQueen's like. No, that's not what we're here for. And she shuts down at that point, which is you know good animation acting. Yeah, thank you for agreeing with me. Right. Um, but um, 
and, and, and like I said, then you see that she's gone from this, oh, I'm super perky, I've got to do everything, I know better than you, I've been giving you all this stupid little mantra stuff to make you know better of who you are inside with all this um, energy, and then she gets just outside of where she's supposed to be, and it just all falls apart for her. Yeah, well, that's a good point, yeah, because she, um, you know, I didn't think about it that way until you just said it, but you're right. She was supposed to be the boss. She was supposed to know everything and teach him everything, and you know, once she gets out of that training facility, she's she is just a regular old car and doesn't know anything. Useless. But this sets up the next part of the story, where it's Lightning McQueen is learning how to teach. Which yes. before he's always been this proud. He just had this natural ability, and he's trying to learn more to be to, to hone that ability, which he's never really had to do before, other than figure out how he has to turn right if he wants to go left. Um, right. And, and now he's realizing he can impart that wisdom onto somebody else. It's just that first nugget of that, which winds up becoming the end of the movie. And it's like, oh, he's going to move on to the next phase of his life after that. So we actually get started on the, fi- uh, the, fi- the final movement in that scene. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So now we've got this transition period where she's going to be out of her element. She doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't even think she's that good of a coach now. So she's just going to drop out. Now, help me out real quick. What happens in between then? Because she's basically the oh, sorry, back up a minute. Before that, he wants to go race somewhere. The beach thing is not helping him out. He's he's not getting the speed he wants. He wants to race on a real track. So he knows about this track nearby called Thunder Hollow Speedway, and where he can just go and race. And you know they decide that um, you know he's going to have to have a disguise because you know all the paparazzi is going to be around. So they sling a bunch of mud on the car. And they go out and they're going to have this race. Well, little known to them, they're going to have uh, – tonight was Demolition Derby night. Um, so surprise, uh, you guys are going to be in a Demolition Derby. And this was uh, – I thought it was a pretty cool scene. Actually, it was probably one of the, the better scenes in the movie, I thought. Um, again, I don't know how how um, central it is to the storyline. But like any other movie, you got to have some fun stuff in the middle. So that's what this serves the purpose for. And it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't really – care one way or the other about the big bad school bus driver uh thing but you know that's the bad guy and she's going to kill everyone and crash him up and stuff like that and um so that was kind of a cool scene uh what'd you guys think about that as far as the the movie itself whole lot of stereotypes but that's what i thought well it was like it was like in backwoods alabama somewhere it seemed like this reminded you know. me of the Indian village in uh, Peter Pan. Like, ooh, in 30 years, this is not going to look cute. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, give me an example. Are you just talking about because they were rednecks? or? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It, it had a little bit of... Um, I, I was waiting for somebody to start playing a banjo at one point. <laughs> Do we remember the name of the um, of the bus? I kept thinking she was Large Marge. <laughs> that would have been great if it was Large Marge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was Miss Fritter. Uh, okay, <laughs> and she's the resident psycho school bus, maybe former lunch lady. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that would have been better if she would have been what you said. Uh, <laughs> think that would have been funnier, but that's uh, Large Marge. Tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> that would have been nice. I, I mean, this the whole point for this scene is so you can actually start giving uh, Cruz some confidence at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And you start seeing Lightning see her differently as someone. 
oh wow, she can race. That's yeah. cool. You know, and uh, no, that's your like, best Owen Wilson. It's what? the best one I'm going to try. <laughs> and I'm, 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 not try, I'm not trying to take his job by any means. I don't think I can afford the nose. Um, but uh, yeah, can you punch him in the nose? Break his nose a couple times. This looks okay. Then we'll try it. The next time you leave the cabinets that. open, I'll let you guys know if we can achieve the nose. <laughs> <laughs> For me, this was more of a thing of sequelitis. If this is the mm-hmm. last car movie they're going to do, they've done all these other car things. The demolition derby is the last thing they can say. Okay, if we want to do that scene, this is our shot. We got to figure out how to put it in the movie. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you know they've done the uh, the dirt tracks. They've done the uh, Formula Ones. You know all that stuff, but they haven't done a demolition derby yet. So now's your chance. They did cow tipping, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know. There, but there's that there's that that callback to it later. That you know, like how did you guys come out of that unscratched? You know, and then they mentioned that later. It's like, you know, so there's, you don't know it, but at this point, this is a learning uh, exercise for them uh, both uh, and more so for Cruz uh, later in the in the show. All right. So at some point, the, they win the race. Um, she actually wins the race. Uh, Cruz does, which is cool because, you know, she's always wanted to be a racer, but we don't know that yet. So she she wins the race. At the end, there's this big water truck that falls over and it splashes Lightning McQueen. So now everyone sees it's Lightning McQueen. Uh, it's the paparazzi's in force taking all the pictures and stuff like that. So that's where at this point, um, I think Lightning McQueen has just about had it with Cruz. You know, he's like, you know, I'm not getting any better. You know, you're not helping me, et cetera, et cetera. So at that point, she decides she's going to leave. She tells him her whole sob story about she always wanted to be a racer. She looked up to him. You know, he was her influence. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And he basically just leaves it at that, right? He felt bad, but she had driven away. She left. Yeah. She... But something happens in between to where he comes back and gets her. Refresh my memory on that. What happens in between him leaving her on the side of the road and then coming back and getting her? Uh, well, he realizes he can go ahead and find someone who can teach him, and he. Re- uh... But how does why does how does she come back? He goes and finds her. Yeah, but why? Because he felt bad that she she threw a temper tantrum. Is that it? Basically, he just goes and reflects on it, and I feel like I'm missing it something. It was not memorable. Let's put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Something happens that obviously is not quite memorable, and he decides to come back and, and please go with me uh, to find Smokey and to finish my training. Basically. Oh no! Somebody uh, said something about. Um, He's talking to Mater. Oh, yeah, Mater he calls Mater. Oh, there you go. That's right. Okay, so, well, that's pretty cool that Mater, you know, actually has, not just these in it, but he actually has some influence on the movie at that point. Because I guess, yeah, because he's always telling him how, he's telling him how they all look up to him. He's, you know, he's out on the road representing them and all this stuff. And so I guess he gets sentimental and decides to take her back. At that point, they go find Smokey, which is basically just, their way to fill in the Paul Newman uh, character that's missing. They do some training there. Uh, they, they're throwing the bales of hay at him, and he's—I thought the moon—the moonshine scene was kind of cool. Again, something different. They're racing through the woods with no headlights, so they do all this training, and then they figure out finally that Lightning McQueen's going to, you know, finally run this, uh, go race this race. But the second time I watched it, it really hit me where they're doing the moonshine. Uh, scene where they're racing through the woods, no headlights, and they've you know they're avoiding all the trees and all that stuff, and not, the only light that's coming down is through the moon. And um, I for, I didn't realize when I saw it the first time that she won that race. Mm-hmm. 
And so then he's very his, – his confidence is kind of shook at that point. But he knows he doesn't have any more time, so he's going to go ahead and go to Florida and race. But it's kind of like he, he, he has that, that look on his face like, oh, my, I really have not, am not as good as I used to be. I don't think I'm going to win this race, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so I guess that, lets, that sets us up the foreshadowing for what's going to happen when he gets to the race. They get on the road, they head to Florida, and this is the big race. Uh, they get in there, and Lightning is, you know, he, he runs his first lap or whatever, and he basically understands at this point that he's he's done. And so he wants to substitute Cruz for himself, which is weird. Like, I'm sure it's set up in the movie some way, but does that even seem like that's even possible? Like, I guess it is. I mean, they, they explain it. But the number does that sound even like? I guess again, Lisa, you're going to have to be our eyes and ears on this one. Like, I is that even something? That's, person. <laughs> I can't imagine that that was something that you could actually do in a real race. Like, oh, um, yeah, I'm just going to put this guy in my place. They did it in Turbo. No, they didn't. But they brought. <laughs> did you guys see Turbo? No, I missed that one. Oh, you need to see Turbo. Turbo's cool, man. It's got the snail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's actually pretty good. But yeah, he's not supposed to race because he's a snail, and all the rest of them are cars. Uh, with actual real people driving them. But anyway, so yes, so he sets her up. And then, of course, now he's going to be the coach. Um, Smokey's there giving all the instruction through the headphones and stuff like that. But at the same time, Lightning is telling him, tell her this and tell her this and tell her this and tell her this. And um, so that's where the movie ends up going, that you know he realizes that his career is, is pretty much done, but he's going to be the coach now. And just like uh, Doc... Hopefully this will be like the most, you know, the best years of his life is being the coach as the bo- as opposed to being the racer. That's pretty much the movie. You know, again, I, I think that if you like Cars 1, you'll like Cars 3. If you like Cars 2, you've got problems. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen you know. all of Cars 3. It was on, you know, Disney Junior at some point. Yeah, Cars 2. Or Cars 2, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, it was on Disney Junior at some point and Lillian was watching it and I... I kind of remember parts of it. I know that they were in, what, Italy? or something. It had something to do with the mob. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they were in Tokyo and for a little while, but then they, yeah, there was like this big plot to for energy, and they were going to make your car blow up and, and stuff like that. It was definitely a very forgettable movie. But um, So overall, I give it, I think I'm with Richard, I give it one thumbs up. Uh, I'll give it a... If you want to go by the soda ranking, it's definitely not Coke in a glass bottle. It may be Coke in a can. Because even Coke in a plastic bottle is better than Coke in a can. So I'm going to give it Coke in a can uh, rating. Where for our soda rating. do you get these rating systems from? <laughs> I don't know. That's just something we came up with a long time ago. So you've got like, you know, like the best Coke is the Coke in the glass bottle. I- right? The one with the real sugar. The one from Mexico I, that they still make with the sugar, I, but then like the very bottom is like new, like uh, not even Diet Coke. What's the other Diet Coke that's really crappy? Coke Zero. Coke Zero. It's I think Coke Zero is worse than Diet Coke. So Coke Zero is at the bottom anyway. But one thumbs up for me. Richard gave it one thumbs up. What do you say, Mrs. Hercher? Um, <laughs> that's funny because that's not my name. Um. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No, I laugh. Um, because I end up being Mrs. Hercher a lot, and I, I'm that's not my name. Um, 
I would say one thumbs up. I, I don't think I was in, as impressed with it as you guys were, to be honest. But you know who I'll have to ask? I'll have to ask my nephew, who's 11. So when when the original Cars came out, that he used to watch it on repeat over and over mm. and over again. He was three years old, and he would ask for movie cars, movie cars, movie cars. So much so that we don't really refer to cars as cars in our house it's or any in our family. It's movie cars. Um, I'll have to ask him to watch it and tell me what he thinks, because he, he knows the, the nuances of that movie probably more than any of us would. But uh, I, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, like I said, I, I'll go back to what I said originally. It's definitely not as good as the original, but I don't think it's that's going to be easy to do. I think the bigger picture here is what's going on with Pixar Yes. in general. You know, I mean, they haven't had a great movie in a long time. Um, you know, if you want to count Toy Story 3, I thought it was probably pretty good. But since then, I mean, Inside Out was okay. I see. I like uh, Inside Out. I liked it. I liked it enough, but it was very complicated, and I don't know. It wasn't. It's not in my top ten. Well, I think uh, you know? they, they they tripped up with Brave. Good Dinosaur fell on, uh, fell on its face. I loved Brave. I, I it didn't grab the audiences. I, I like Brave. I um, love Brave. But I think it almost felt like with Brave, they uh, they almost switched places. You have Disney making Zootopia. Which really, right. I don't see how that's not a Pixar movie. You don't have any music to it. I mean, it, it, it felt a lot more like what you see as a classic Pixar movie. And mm-hmm. Brave felt like it could have been the next Disney Princess movie, right. but it just had different badges on it. I, I mean, think they got confused well, with their teams there. But I have to say, I, I really enjoyed Finding Dory. Yes. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it as much as Finding Nemo again. No, I think but I really the, no. enjoyed it. I think it can. I think probably the best one in a long time from yeah. Pixar. This one, I like. I said I could take it or leave it as far as sequels go, but I really enjoyed Finding Dory. I know other people have said it, eh, but uh, I really enjoyed that. This one, yeah, <laughs> Toy Story Four coming up, and uh, but that's going to be a little while out. We got Coco uh, later this oh, year. Oh yeah, Coco. Yeah, I think you know. I think that's going to be for me going to be the tipping point for pixar in my opinion and my opinion of pixar uh, if they do that one right i think they're they're still in the game but if they don't if it's just you know a a little bit better or maybe worse version of uh, book of life yeah then you know then i think that's it for pixar personally in my opinion you know we need something other than sequels number one and they know that they've been saying that you know, that's the plan they just haven't been telling us what's in the hopper as of uh, right. two hours ago, today is the day with D twenty three going on. They might yeah, maybe some we're going to hear something. Yeah, we might. Yeah. We might hear some things. I mean, the Disney animation has sort of absorbed the Pixar team, so I think at this point, this the well, Pixar. It's the other way around. It's uh, John Lasseter from Pixar has assimilated the Disney uh, failing animation studio, and now they're cranking out good movies. Yeah, but the, right. Yeah, what so I so does the Pixar out. name really mean anything anymore? Especially now that 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 Steve's gone. You know, for us, um, we're, we're obviously an Apple family. They they, they pay our bills. Um, so we're big fans of Steve. And now that Steve's gone, does, 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 does Pixar name really mean anything? You know, Well, it's all about the last. If John Laster is going to be bringing out good films, it's great. The question is, um, where, where does Pixar stop and where does um, Disney animation right. start? And Disney, right. yeah, Disney needed the infusion of talent and, and ideas from Pixar because they were kind of wailing before uh, Disney acquired Pixar. They were well. The other way you could say it is, do we need Pixar anymore? You know, right. does it? You know, I mean, can they just make a Disney movie that's Pixar esque? Yeah, and just call it a Disney animated movie. That that would yeah. be the question. I don't know. 
Well, well they've think? got a lot of brand power behind uh, behind Pixar. You've got all the right. Pixar. Well, and they're about to build this Pixar land, <laughs> so I don't think they want to get rid of it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, anyway, I'm sure people who are making a lot of money are going to figure all that out. Um, right. Yeah, I just like I said, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Coco just to see what they're going to do with a, a new original movie. Uh, as you mentioned, did uh, Good Dinosaur. I, I think I liked that movie better than most people did, but even then, like I haven't watched it again. I've seen I it think like I eight or nine times. My daughter loved it. She loves okay. it, and she keeps asking to watch it, and I keep going, pick another movie. No, <laughs> I it. Pick another movie. She it, asked to watch it yesterday, and I said, nope, not that one. Um, <laughs> honestly, that one. I couldn't tell that mo- the difference between that movie and a DreamWorks movie. If you had told me that was a DreamWorks movie, I would have just shrug- shrugged my shoulder and said, okay. I believe you. Right. You know, I'm going to say this. I almost felt the same thing about, uh, to some degree, with Zootopia. The it was a little more adult oriented. You know, some of the inside jokes and some of the, you know, underlying currents, so to speak. I felt it was it lended itself more to the adults in the audience than the kids. Although, I mean, it's a you know, it's a movie about animals. Kids are going to like it. Uh, but I I always said that was the least Disney movie I'd ever seen from Disney. Um, it didn't feel like a Disney movie. Pissed that they won Best Animated Movie over Moana. I was pissed for, for in the Oscars. I was not very happy with the Oscars choices this year. Between that <laughs> and Lin Manuel Miranda not winning um, for a soundtrack of Moana, I was pissed. Um, yeah. That's the only reason I watched the Oscars and paid attention to the Oscars this year was to see Lin Manuel Miranda uh, get his egot, and he didn't. So I was mad. Mm-hmm. I think Moana was the better film if we're in, in that calendar year compared to. Zootopia. Zootopia is not bad. No, it's just like I said, it doesn't have that Disney feel to it. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of music, mm-hmm. um, except for the one Shakira song that our our kid laughed. And even then, I mean, Shakira doesn't. I don't equate Shakira with Disney. You know, she's a, a little more. You know, <laughs> I don't know. She seems like when I think of music on uh, in, in a Disney movie, it's not as uh, mature. Not, not shaking I think Shakira is a little more mature. Yeah. <laughs> and the antelope looks just like her. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, but again, uh, Coco, yeah, I'm looking forward to that just to see what they're going to do with that. But then after that, I mean, I I don't know what's going on. We'll find know. out this week, I guess. I guess so. Well, that'll be a good, you might want to talk about that next show and see what's uh, see what gets announced this week. Oh, you'll have a lot of fodder, I'm sure. But I mean, if they can keep, you know, infusing some of the Pixar elements into the into the parks as well. I mean, that's going to keep the brand, you know, um, you know, on the forefront of people's minds and things like that. All right. So, again, uh, if you guys – I think if the general consensus is if you like Cars 1, go see Cars 3. See it at the theater. Don't necessarily pay for the uh, – Don't pay the, the, the reclining price. leather seats, uh, high-tech theater, $20 tickets. Uh, see it at, at the matinee. Uh, see that it's a cheap theater, you know, bring your own popcorn in your purse, you know, what have you. <laughs> see, in our, yeah, in our area, all of the movie theaters have gone to the recliner, but the recliner matinee, I think we paid six bucks a piece. Yeah, it's not bad. That's not bad. Six, It's worth six bucks. It's worth six bucks. Sure. That's about it. And, it, you know, it was it was worth the popcorn. And it was worth it because we were we were... The the 3rd and 4th, our, our, Lillian is a 4th of July baby, so the 3rd and 4th were mm. our family celebration days. So it was worth... Yeah, it's a fun thing to do for you know for a birthday. So, yeah, and again, you know, my kids watched it you know again last night, and he he thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, So, I think if you're Cars fans, you'll like it. You know, definitely like it more than Cars Two. 
uh, but I don't expect to see, hopefully, a Cars 4. Yeah, well, if they do, talking, then... yeah we've beaten this sh- crap to death. I was going to cuss. Yeah. We've beaten it to death. We're done. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel the same thing about Toy Story. I'm, I'm looking forward to anything they put out, but I don't really know that we needed a Toy Story 4. But we got it. So. Again, we beat the horse <laughs> to death. It's time. It's just time. Yeah, they just need to come up with some original movies. You know, <laughs> just get off the sequels. Um, you know, come up with something new, and you know, let us explore some some death, new universes. Was um, the big friend? Uh, the, what, what is not big friendly giant? The other one, uh, huge whatever the new Disney giant movie that's coming out. They they pushed it back. Was that Pixar? or Was that Disney Animation? Well, BFG was uh, is already out. Right. But there's, the, an- the oh, there's one? another one coming out, and I have no idea. Yeah, they just pushed the release date for that one back. Um, Ooh, it's like gi- uh, gigantic or something like that. Or ginormous. <laughs> you just gotta come up with all the synonyms for big, huh? <laughs> but it's it's supposed. To, I, it, it's. I think it is called gigantic. But yeah, so uh, get my internet to. Yeah, that's not a Pixar one, is it? Just Disney Pictures and um, Disney Animation Studios. That's not Pixar. Okay. It will be preceded by Frozen Two. That's another damn movie. I don't need. To, I don't need a sequel, people. Frozen. I don't need any more. Let it go. Yeah, We're but good. that's money right there, man. They're gonna. <laughs> They're not going to pass up that money. I don't uh, need it. Sometimes it's just let, 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 let it be. Just let let it go. Let yeah, it go. let it go. <laughs> we don't need any more damn sequels. They're not going to let that money go. <laughs> so so be prepared for Moana 2 as well. What the hell else oh, can no, you no, no, do? No, no. Oh, no. That one's all about Maui. That's going to be what? the history and story no. of Maui. No. Yeah, if you did like a prequel with um, you know the backstory of Maui, that could be cool. Yeah, and if you built that in so that the, his backstory is actually how you get the sequel, so you know, it's like you have to find out how he became the demigod, which they just kind of said it. They threw out some lip service, but you know, that's how Finding Dory came about. You had this great sequel. It was all about the backstory. And then mm-hmm. I, I, if they did that for Maui, I think they'd have a winner. Yeah. We just don't need to see any more. What She's already done what she needs to do. Maybe it's her grown up, and she needs Maui again. Why? Uh, invading islanders. Why? <laughs> They've taken refugees. See, sometimes <laughs> you just have to let well enough be. I understand money, but come up with something, you know, new. So in, in Maui 2, there's a new king who doesn't want anybody to, um, any more foreigners to come onto the island. So he sets up a ban uh, for all foreigners no longer to come on the island. Turns out he's being influenced and, by the coconut people. <laughs> They've got a coconut milk tape of him. Oh, uh, boy. Um, <laughs> oh boy. So okay, we're gonna end on that. No, uh, magic out. We just went. <laughs> magic out. We went hard left. <laughs> so, all right, cool. All right, guys. Well, we're going to sign off with that. As always, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Mononymous, for helping us out in our time of need. You guys always seem to come through in a pinch. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, let's see how much fun Kevin and Danny have editing this show. Um, I'll try to give them a hand with it. <laughs> I don't know how to edit at all. I've never edited one show, so uh, that's all on them. So, uh, again, thanks, guys, and we will talk to you soon. And guys, we hope you enjoyed that review, and we definitely do thank the Herchers for coming on the Magic Away podcast and kind of pinch hitting uh, when we couldn't make it at a time when to make that review. And thanks for Lee for putting that together. 
Uh, but magicgrowway.com is where you can find us, man. You can find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can call or text us. Yes, I did say text us at 1-815-MOWEEKEN. That is 1-815-MOWEEKEN. 669-4226. And of course, you can shoot us an email at show at magicgrowway.com and leave us a voicemail via our SpeakPipe widget on the home page so kevin like now that they've given their opinions on the movie you've seen cars 3 i've seen cars 3 real quick thumbs up or thumbs down uh thumbs kind of up thumbs kind of up and then i'm not gonna say full blown up they're leaning in upward direction yeah if i had to order the three movies like an arthritic thumb it <laughs> yes yes it's crooked yes <laughs> just can't quite get it up or it's lacking that uh viagra Vika. Vika, yeah. yeah okay um no, but if I had to rank the three movies thus far that has come out, it'd be Cars 1, Cars 3, Cars 2. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, me, what, what version of Coke did y'all give it? Classic Coke, New Coke, Diet Coke. That's usually how we rate them. I want to say Diet Coke. Oh. But, I mean, it's not Coke Zero or it's not Coke. No, that's it. Yeah, you do Coke yeah. Zero. If it ain't, it's not original Coke. Eh, maybe not so Diet Coke. So that's like a C. Maybe. That's like a C. Maybe new Coke? Definitely not classic Coke. Okay. Okay, so you would give it mm-hmm. in between those two, so that's like that's like C plus B minus. That sounds right? Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I'd give it that. There you go. You know, I wasn't blown away. I'm glad they got away from the, the spy movie thing that they did with the second one and kind of brought it back to racing, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. That's if, you know, like, I'm not big on the whole Coke scale, but if I had to rank it, it'd be Vanilla Coke. Vanilla <laughs> <laughs> Coke, wow! Because it's a very vanilla plot. Like, it, they didn't really do anything with it. They didn't really... Um, you, yeah, you knew he was going to pass the buck somehow, but exactly. it's like... Okay. But, like, okay, have the courage of your convictions. Okay, so Lightning McQueen ha- hangs it up, and he hands it over to this new one, but no, he's going to continue to race. The whole thing is about him getting back into racing and can he be the car that he used to be and somewhere in the middle of the movie they're like, ah, the heck with that. We'll get to that to the next movie. Anyway, so now he's going to help her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was, oh, wow. The bait and switch. I, I, I was not a fan. Thumbs down. Not to give anything away. No, that's fine. It I was better than Cars 2. It was better, definitely better than Cars 2. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I thought it was. It, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like the Rocky. I mean, we've said that before. It's like it was supposed to be like the Rocky three of the Cars movies, at least from what I got on the trailer. But you say that, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, that's like that's like Rocky not wanting to fight Mr. T so he could help Adrian pay her bills or something. That's what it. It was. It first, would be yeah. as if uh, Rocky was to go fight Mr. T. Fought around with Mr. T and said, hey, you know, you know, it's your time, kid. You get in there. I ain't hanging him up your chest, but yeah, it's your turn. You go. <laughs> And um, go on, little Creed. Yeah, <laughs> so it'd be like, yeah, if Rocky climbed out of the ring and let somebody else take his place. Yeah. Okay, so uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think. Definitely shoot us an email at showmagicroy.com or get in touch with us through the many ways that I just mentioned. And we got a couple guys who do things outside of the show. Mister Eli Ivory does things with comic books. What you got, sir? Tell us about the Cos Monkeys. Yes, Cos Monkeys. <laughs> what <laughs> them funky monkeys? Brian Monkeys. <laughs> Fried monkeys. Fried monkeys. Oh. Chilled monkey brains. Yes. <laughs> wow, wow. You can always go to the website, www.averagecomics.com. And these guys are talking about cars, monkeys, flying monkeys, brass monkeys. It's all in the Savage's book. So uh, there's some preview pages of that out. It's basically about uh, a zoo being formed in the night war that's not completely built. And uh, some security guards have to make sure that the 
animals don't get out, blow up people, and the administration is still satisfied enough to keep getting them paid. So uh, a lot of drama going in there, a lot of action uh, in there as well. And of course, uh, Project Geisha uh, worked on the the next graphic novel, 33 pages, fully colored. So uh, that will be out in print, I would say, by because I got sent it to the printer. So in time for Christmas. Yeah, it'll be in time for Christmas. Stocking yes. stuffer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm really proud of that one. But don't bend the cover. No, no, no. no that's worthless. Uh, just get a big cover. stocking and get <laughs> yes. a little cardboard backer. Yes. And uh, really, really proud of that one. Um, a lot of action going on there. New, it's a new style of art as well. So I hope you guys like it. I think I've, I've posted up some <laughs> versions of it on the site, as well as like interviews and blogs and various posts. So as always, please uh, support the IvoryComics.com website. Awesome. If you want to find me on Facebook, uh, Eli H. Ivory, as always, I accept offering requests as long as from the actual people and not from somebody that's like this hot chick that has like a Russian name that I know is going to be a hacker that, <laughs> you know, is going to hack my account and then start sending, you know, all these weird posts about the Watchtower and Jehovah Witnesses to all my friends and people are going to be calling me like, are you a Jehovah Witness? And I'm like, no, I'm going to buy you a gift for Christmas. It's okay. So as long as you're the actual person, I will always accept friend requests. So thank you for that. It that's sounds like you've dealt with this issue before. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, okay. That's for Danya, Eli. Yeah. I will break you. Listen, I didn't know. I didn't know her name was Drago. Okay. I just thought it was a cool picture. I didn't know any better back then, but I'm a wiser guy now. And that's what counts. But I serve great oysters. <laughs> Shuck it. <laughs> Shuck it in there. That's why I say... Shuck it. Shuck it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, Facebook.com slash Project Geisha. That's the Project Geisha page. Artwork up there. Uh, appreciate the likes from there, too. Instagram, eivory 504 and Twitter. You can always reach me at Hancock10166. So it's all about the glory because it's about the story. So appreciate any love you can give. Thank you very much. And of course, if you need to book a vacation, trust Lee of Magical Moments Vacations, which is a platinum earmarked Disney travel agency. So if Disney trusts them, so can you. Book with Lee today by shooting him an email at lee at magicalway.com or call him at 413-DIZ-TRIP. That is 413-D-I-Z-T-R-I-P. And of course, a portion of every booking Lee makes goes to support Girl Power to Cure, goes to support the Magic R-Way podcast, and to support Lee's Roof. And yes. remember, you can book a vacation with Lee with... No! Hassle Vika! Ha ha ha, roof. And if you want to support the show as a whole, you can do so through the following ways. You can click on some of our affiliate links on our website. You can also buy some beignets and support the show that way. You can represent the Moe... We... Moe-wa-wa-wa? You can represent the Mohegan Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And of course, the easiest thing you could do is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play, etc. And also remember that we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is, we speak our minds so you don't have to. So be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. And lastly, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you and love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are welcome on the Magic Hour Podcast, so get in touch with us today. Summer weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Either. 
necessities are Mother Nature's recipes. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> like that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an radio, online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How do you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good, but you hear Tony Bennett, mm-hmm. but you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me <a> Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels. And 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs, like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay. Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 